Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. And today, if you came with your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 9, we're reading from verse number 6. Well, apart from being a pastor, I also work, I have a, a job. My calling is to pastor, but I have a job at the embassy. And uh, I've been trained to uh, rise up when my ambassador or my superior walk in. And so I would ask that we all stand, even as we read the word of God. I'm reading from New King James Version. And I read, For us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to take it from the message version of the Bible. It's not another Bible, but it's a modern language. Language evolves. And so language keeps changing. And this is how the message Bible takes it. For a child has, give, for a child has been born for us. The gift of a son for us. He will take over the running of the world. Hallelujah. Somebody didn't hear that. He will take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for time. We thank you for the gift of health. Father, we've come, O oh God, to celebrate your victories. Thank you for the Son, Jesus Christ, who came, who was born for us, who came to die for us to live. We are so grateful to you this morning that you bring salvation to us, that you make a way for us, that you turn our situation around, that you cause amazing, thing to happen, amazing things to happen to us. Father, we thank you for a time like this. We ask this in the name which is above all names. Jesus Christ, the soon coming King. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. Hallelujah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I want us to personalize. Sometimes when the Bible is read, it's read in general terms. 
But I want you to use, read these words of the Bible as your personal message. And so take it this way. For unto me a child is born. Unto me a son is given. And I want, to say, I want you to say this to your own self. Unto me a child is born. Church, say it as I say. Unto me a child is born. Say it with a meaning, with, a, with understanding, with revelation. Unto me a child is born. Unto me a son is given. To me. A child was born to me. Born to me, personal. And to me, a child, a son was giving. The son was giving to me. Who is this son? Who is this son? The savior of the world. The savior of my soul. The one who was born to die for me. Now let's, let me take you back to our Sunday school days. Story of uh, Christmas. The story of uh, the birth of Christ. We were told in a Sunday school that Jesus was born in a place called Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And in fact, the first person or the first prophet who gave the birthplace of Jesus was Micah. And Micah chapter, two, uh, chapter 5 verse 2 says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Epheta. That is the birthplace of Jesus. And what is Bethlehem? Bethlehem is the house of bread. House of meat. So the child that was born was born in a house of bread and house of meat. This has a weight for us. The child was not born in another place. Micah prophesied this place of birth of our Lord Jesus Christ 700 years. Even before Isaiah gave us this prophecy that a child was going to be born and a son was given to us and all these names, and you take the, uh, you run the whole world and the names are these. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For later in Luke chapter 2 verse 11, come with me to that book and see what is recorded there. Luke 2 and 11. It reads, For there, there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The city of David is Bethlehem. The city of David is Bethlehem. And how are we going to identify this person, 
that Savior. Verse 12 says, this are the sign you're going to see. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped strangling clothes, lying in a manger. This child that was born is how you are going to identify it. In fact, the story says that Augustus was the one ruling the Roman world. When a decree was passed that everybody should go to his hometown for census. In fact, in, uh, if you were a Roman, you go to your place of birth. But if you were a Jew, you go to your, your ancestors' home. And so G, uh, Joseph and Mary, being Jews, they have to travel to their ancestors' home. And this are, all these things happen to fulfill prophecy. I don't know what you are going through, but whatever it is that you are going through, you may not understand what is happening to you, but everything that you are going through, I'm here to tell you that God rules the affairs of men, and God's know, God knows whatever you are going through. Amen. I believe when Mary and Joseph were traveling, and in fact, from where they live, in Nazareth, to uh, Bethlehem, was about three days' journey. Mary was already pregnant, and you know the story. <laughs> uh, the story says, Joseph, uh, Mary was betrothed to Mary. They were not yet married. And Mary showed up to say that I'm pregnant. See, God can do amazing things. I said, God is into ama doing amazing things. Mary came to Joseph to tell my boyfriend, darling, sweetie, my Nigeria brothers or my Nigeria friends would say, Belefu. Um, my, my, my Nigerians can relate to what I'm saying. I'm pregnant. How? How? In fact, time will not allow us to explain some, there are some difficult decisions that sometimes we, we have to make. For a man to be told that, or you be, to be told, or a woman, your man comes to you to tell you something that you don't expect, and you need to make a decision. In fact, even before the angel met Mary, the angel Gabriel told Mary, Mary, you have found favor before God, and you're going to carry the Savior of the world. How? These are the amazing things. These are things that we can understand. God's ways are not men's ways. We cannot never understand how God works. In fact, Paul says, we know in bits. We prophesy in bits. We can't know it, we, we can know it all. We can never understand God. And so, when the angel told Mary that going to give birth to a son, how is this going to happen? He says, the Holy Spirit will come over you and you conceive. It has never happened before. 
and God is going to do amazing things with you that had never happened before. For he has all the power, he has all the authority, he rules the affairs of this life. In fact, he created everything and he sustained everything, can use everything to fulfill his purpose and his plan. For, for the fact that God has sustained your life and has kept you up to today, nine days to finish 2019, I can assure you that God has a plan for you. Something you have never experienced before, God is able to make it happen. And so Mary is conceived, came to his boyfriend, I'm pregnant. And they had to travel because of the census, and they have to go to their census home, they have to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Three days journey. And you realize that all these things are working out to fulfill prophecy. Later in the New Testament, we read that all things work together for good. Some of us for this year, valleys have been filled for you. Mountains have been scaled down for you. God has made crooked uh, path straight. For some of us, all these things that I'm saying, you have not experienced anything, you've not seen anything. But I can assure you, God has not finished with you. Amen. I say God has not finished with you. Amen. He can do much more than you can ever think or ask. So, the story goes on to say that as a, uh, a king... One would think that a king has to be born in an uh, outstanding hotel, a very special hotel. But this child wasn't born in a hotel. Whatever hotel they went, full up. Bed and uh, breakfast, full up. Everywhere, full up. The only place they found was animal stall. A place where animals are kept, an inn. And there was not even a bed. The one who created the universe, the one who owed everything, the one who has power over every situation guess his place of birth. The bed that was found in manger. And you have lived in a countryside before and you've lived with a shepherd before. It's not the best place to stay. Stingy, dirty, Filthy, but the treasure, Jesus Christ, was born and put in the trash. But all this happened for a purpose 
for a plan. I don't know, sometimes you may be going some, through some things and you ask yourself, and I'm sure Joseph was asking, what is happening? My wife is so pregnant and, the, and all the hotel owners wouldn't even have compassion on the woman to get her place to lodge and uh, eventually have a birth. But all this was putting in a kind of a, a puzzle being put together to bring a whole picture to fulfill prophecy. Whatever God has said, whatever the Bible has recorded, I believe it, I don't need to understand it. Someone will ask, I was witnessing to somebody telling the person about Jesus. He came out with this question. Prove to me where Jesus was born. Which date was Jesus born? My brother, my sister, whether he was born on 25th, 24th, was born in the month of December, whether summer or spring, all I know was that Jesus was born. I said Jesus was born. And he was born in a place called Bethlehem. And this I believe. I don't need to understand before I believe. Our Savior was born. And was born by a virgin lady. And all these things happened to fulfill prophecy. Whatever is happening with you in your life, I am here to tell you everything will work together for good. God has not abandoned you. He says, I will never fail you. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. As we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ, I want to encourage somebody this morning that is not just about putting on your best, uh, your best clothes and eat your best food. It is more than that. He was born to save our lives. Born to give us a new life. Not the old life. Some of us are living in December, but we are still, we are still stuck the previous 11 months. Things that didn't work for you, you are still thinking about them. I am here to tell you, forget about the old things. Look forward. New things are coming. Amazing things are knocking. You are a child of direction and a child of future. A child of hope. And the king of glory will turn your destiny around. The destiny changer was born in the city or a place called Bethlehem. House of bread, house of meat, where we have our satisfaction, a house of deliverance. And even as we've come this morning, 
even as you have settled to celebrate the birth of Christ. Forget about all the things that didn't work for you. You can never change your pasts. But I can assure you that all the pasts are working together for your good, for your best. And God is able to fulfill and to honor every promise that is made. For he who has promised you is faithful. Who I say that God who has promised you is faithful. And he never leave you. He never forsake you. I don't know what has delayed in your life this year. I don't know what your expectations are. But even as we celebrate, the one who brings you life, and not just life, a better life and a new life, will give you exactly what is promised. He was born to us, born to me, was given us a gift. And when a gift is given, you don't beg for it. And you agree with me, this period is a period of giving. Showing love. The best love, the best gift that God ever gave was his son. Who came to live among us. And when you see the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, it was presented such that he would understand everything that we go through. Unlike Adam, who was made, was created, didn't go through any experience. Adam was born grown. Adam woke up big man, maybe like me. And so I never had any experience. But look at this person, the Savior, Jesus Christ. He was born just as when you are born. Where you are born? Okay. So Jesus was born. Jesus grew like we all uh, we were toddlers. We grew, played, went to uh, school, and we became adults. And so Jesus had to be born just like you. And went through everything we are going through now. I don't know whether you've experienced rejection in your own family. I don't know whether you've been hated by your own friends. I don't know whether you have been cursed by your own followers. I don't know whether you've been betrayed by your loved one. The one that was born had to go through all these things. Jesus became hungry. Jesus got tired and exhausted in his human form. 
And so whatever you are going through is not abnormal. What is happening to you is not abnormal at all. But the one who has power over everything has to go through all these things so he can give a better testimony. He can give a better witness. As we speak right now, he's sitting on the right-hand side of God, a position of authority, giving a better witness for you and for me. At one point, Father Joseph had to run away when baby Jesus was threatened to be killed. Savior of the whole world. Yes. I always give this presentation that if you leave your, a baby lion to fight against a he-goat, the he-goat will, will kill the baby lion. But when the, babe, when the lion grows, the goat cannot stand it. So at his formative age, the parents had to take Jesus to run away from death. Because, from death, because his time hasn't come. So they took baby Jesus to hide him in Egypt. And when the time was due, he fulfilled his purpose for coming. And so, my brother, my sister, I want to tell you this morning that whatever you are going through is not abnormal. Jesus went through all these things. So when he's interceding for you, he knows exactly what it is. The temptation you are going through, the difficulties you are going through, the hunger you are going through, the thirst you are going through, the weariness you are going through. Christmas. Reflecting on who this baby gift is. And as we sit here receiving this gift, I want you to open up. Receive everything about him. He came, lived, sat where you are sitting, eat what you, were, you are eating, sleep where you, were, you are sleeping, Finally died. But he didn't die and remain there. He rose. He rose. I say he rose. And he's sitting at the right hand side of our God Father. Now, I have a question. If you believe birth of Christ. How many of us believe the birth of Christ? That Jesus was born. We all believe that. And it was recorded in the Bible. Okay. Now, and it happened. It was recorded that a child was going to be born. And it happened. 
and we are reading about it. Now, what is the problem that we don't want to accept or believe that Jesus will come back? And remember, his coming back has is twice the announcement of his birth. Jesus is coming back. These people didn't hear me. I said Jesus is coming back. The Savior is coming back. The one we are celebrating his birth today or this season is coming back. My, my, my team is not responding. I sat here, so this is my team. I said Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give it to him. Now, having received Jesus, having Jesus come live amongst us, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Mighty God, the Strong God, the I Am that I Am, the El Shaddai, the Elohim, the Tiskanu God, God himself coming to live among his people, Emmanuel, God with us, the Prince of Peace with us, the Counselor, the Amazing Counselor with us, the Mighty God with us. The I am that I am with us. And is fighting our cause for us. I don't know what the situation is like. But whatever it is, the solution is here. The amazing stuff is right here. It's happening here. For nobody comes to the presence of God and goes back the same. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Our king was born in a manger and again, it took wise men to identify where the child was born. One would have thought that as a king, he should be born in a hotel. And I think, and I want to believe that the shepherd didn't make a mistake by going to look for the king at uh, going to uh, Herod to ask him because they were expecting a king to be born in a palace to find the king in a palace but he was not there maybe you are in, in a place where you think you've been misplaced but I want to tell you this morning 
things are working out for good. The puzzles, the pieces are being put together. And in no time, going to see that beautiful picture that your creator and your savior has meant for you. If you are here this morning and you want to give gifts, a kind of a gift to your Savior and your Lord, I would ask and suggest to you that you give your life back to him. But by giving your life back to him, he can orchestrate, move you to the places that you need to go. Please hear me good. If you are here this morning and want to give your life to Jesus, give your life to this Savior, this one who was born to die for your, in your place. I want you to stand on your feet. I'm not saying people who go to church. You can go to church and still don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your master. If you are here this morning, yeah, you can be in the choir, you can be an elder, you can be an usher, you can be whatever position. It's not about position. Your relationship with him. Having that right relationship with him. If you are not, this is the time. You desire amazing things in your life. It starts from giving your life to the King of Glory, Jesus Christ. If you have never ever given your life to this Jesus we are celebrating, his his birth, Stand on your feet. Don't let the enemy, the devil, deceive you by the position you have in the church. Jesus is here. He's here to save you. He's here to deliver you. He's here to empower you. He's here to turn your situation around. He's here to make your life complete. He's here to make your life whole. Shall we be on our feet? Today you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. 
they're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you and join us next week.